Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you believe in sports curses? Mike White, who's supposed to be the next big thing with the Jets, goes down in the first quarter. But they're saying there's got to be a curse on the Jets. And our question to you, the viewers, is do you believe in sports curses? Can't make up my mind whether I believe in them or not. Because on one hand, I say the harder you work, the luckier you get. But on the other hand, I'm very spiritual and believe there's a plan and all the rest. So I, I don't know. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. It's me, the champ. Hour two of the RP Show is at hand. Very excited about what's going to be a wonderful weekend. Very excited to tell you that coming up in Hour 2, we've got Matt Baker of the BC Lions going to join us as they get ready to, or probably are on the field right now, wrapping up the final day of rookie camp and hopefully opening main camp on Sunday. But there's a lot of things going on in Stanley Cup playoffs, junior hockey playoffs, conference finals in the National Lacrosse League. Open up tonight as we welcome in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. There's a lot of things on the table here today, Moose. And before we go any further, I should... And Clark, if you can check the poll results, we should just update that. Interesting question came up from one of our from one of our viewers, Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg. He came up with today's poll question: What happens first, an NFL expansion team in Toronto or an NHL expansion team in Saskatoon? Last I saw, over 65% of respondents saying Saskatoon will get an NHL team before the NFL goes to Toronto, and it still is. Thank you, Clark. It still is. And uh, Moose, I'm sorry to ramble off here, but I just want to say something. It, uh, a nerve has been struck with me. Not you, Moose, or any of our Uh-oh. crew. It was, right, it was Justin Dunn coming on last hour, and he, I feel like he called a CFL strike is, is at hand. And it's very annoying to me. And, uh, you know, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, I don't know if you saw that, he wrote in and said, Rod, are you going to do a CFL preview show? I said, yeah, this is it. But I'm... I'm quite annoyed. Would you want to be the owners? Would you want to be the commissioner that's responsible for the very first ever CFL strike co- to cost games? Dunk says they've been in position. They're in po- better position now than they've ever been to go on strike. Would you want that on your head? As the, because that's no. embarrassing. That, people don't forget that stuff. I'm sorry. I'm not done yet. But it's just there are other leagues. Like I got our fans here. The Florida Panthers are visiting Washington tonight in an elimination game. They're stoked about that. The Flames at Dallas, same thing. Look, and we're talking about a damn league that can't get their act together, and they're treating their players like garbage. Why would I talk about the CFL because of what's going on? It's embarrassing. And I guess my question to you was, or will be, how damaging would it be to the CFL if they go on strike? A league that what they've just been through, and now this. It would be extremely damaging. I don't think it would be great for anybody if the league went on strike and they don't play games. I think there's a big problem there. Um, You know, if they go on strike and they miss a little bit of camp, but they still start on time, whatever. But they would be in the best position. Yeah, the, the league or the players and the Players Association are doing all the things that they need to do 
to legally be able to strike and take take action. Um, if they start missing games, have a shortened season, have to make up games, have to reschedule things. It it is. It's it's devastating. And once you go on strike, now you've committed to going on strike. So you better stick with it to get the best possible deal you can. And now you're looking at how many games are we going to lose? Is Touchdown Atlanta going to be in jeopardy? You know, do we, does this push on towards Labor Day? You know, at what point, you know, does this become really detrimental? I don't know what point that is. I think it becomes a real serious issue as soon as you go on strike and, and threaten missing any games at all. Darren Workman watching in Salt Lake City says, from a U.S. fan's perspective, the CFL ownership groups need to take a we approach, not a me approach in league affairs. Owners and other leagues don't feel actions are good for them, but help all teams. And it's a different environment now than it was, and these owners don't care about how it looks. That's what I keep hearing. The evidence shows me that they don't care how it looks. And uh, somebody said earlier about the next commissioner, who it might be. Whoever wrote that in, can you rewrite it? I can't remember who they said would be the next commissioner of the CFL. I think it was one current CFL owner or leader. And the rumor that we hear is that Scott Mitchell, the president of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, wants to be the next commissioner of the CFL. And I'm like, okay, well, his owner's only lost $60 million since he's owned the Hamilton Tiger Cats and never won. I'd love to know what qualifies Scott Mitchell to be the commissioner of the CFL, the man who we're told is leading negotiations with the players at the bargaining table right now and might be one of the presidents that has on his head the first strike in CFL history. Anyways, I'm getting way... Yeah, can you throw it up? Clark says he has the comment. Put it up. What do you got? Who did it come from? Dun, da, da. I've been going on several Rod's rants here for Bronco Plumbing and Heating. It's BW in Edmonton. Oh, within five years, Victor Quee will be the next CFL commissioner. Thank you. He'll get the Argos figured out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure. No, if Scott Mitchell wants it, he'll probably get it because Scott Mitchell gets everything that he wants. For the most part, he didn't get me when he tried to hire me, but that's another story for another time. Um, should we change sched topics, Moose, or do you have anything else on this? <laughs> no, I just, I'm watching like everybody else because when the league is at its peak, and we've seen it there. You've lived through this. You and I have both lived through the peak of the CFL. It is amazing. We're not close to that, but we need to start. The league needs to start finding its way back there and, you know, striking and trying to, you know, lock the players into a 10-year CBA. These things are not the right way to get back there. Okay. And another useless argument, which is on me. It was my third point today is the mayor of Dallas says that Dallas could have, could host two NFL teams. Not totally crazy, man. It is the football capital of America. It's got the population. Uh, you know, LA does it. New York does it. Dallas probably could, but it's just they love the Cowboys so much. I don't see how they could. But Toronto is in the queue to get an expansion team in the NFL. And I can't remember the cities. What did we say? El, um, London? Mexico City. Mexico City. There was a third, and then Toronto was Dallas. Fourth, and I can't remember who the third was. Wasn't no, Dallas, Dallas third? I don't think was ahead. Um, I could go back in my notes and look, but my point is, Wilf, Wilf, watching St. Louis, back Manitoba, St. Louis. You got to see this, man. You got to see this. <laughs> Are you going to show us? Yeah, <laughs> he's coming right by me. Yeah, we're on television right now. We're on live television. So I'm sorry. 
that my vehicle that's that's on me that I didn't move that can you see him where is he oh he's right behind the pole yeah I apologize man next week I won't leave it there how about that yeah spicy he has asked before have you ever on live television broadcast internationally seen something like that that's outstanding i love it nope um just on the uh xf now i'm done with all that xfl why why well i guess it is a flame tech football friday so we did yeah. promise that we were going to talk about it. But I mean, I launched the show today with these great ideas of the top storylines of the CFL season. And then Dunk comes on and basically says they're going to strike. Like, I, unless I, you people were all watching, did I read it wrong? Like, he says the players are in position to strike. So why would we talk about these storylines then if they're going to go on strike? And uh, I apologize. It's, it's a little distracting and it's on me i guess i should probably have a confab with this guy and say can we limit this between noon and two eastern and not do this but <laughs> regarding the ex the nfl coming to canada and having three teams here in canada sean in vancouver bc is watching and he says ha 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 yard guy for the win that was hilarious rod and he goes on to say, Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver Moose. Oof. That tough tribe hair stuff is sinking in too much into your skull. No way the NFL ever comes to Canada. Happy Friday, boys. Do you want to explain what to him and to everybody else what your thought is on that, your prediction? Yeah, don't ever say never. Like, the closed-mindedness of the statement to say that it's never happening is the exact reason why it will. And I mean, look, it, it's not happening anytime soon, so we can all relax. But I think, I just think in my lifetime, that's probably going to happen. There, there'll be teams in those three markets because just look at what's happened in the last 30 years, in the last 10 years. Look what's happened since we've got the iPhone and the smartphones, right? We have become less of a you know, society divided by towns, divided by provinces and states, divided by countries. And we've become, the world has become smaller than ever. It is just as easy for me to go to Las Vegas or LA or Boca Raton to watch an NFL game as it is for me to fly to Winnipeg or Edmonton or Calgary or Toronto to watch a CFL game or an NHL game. It's just as cheap. It's so easy. I don't have to get different banking cards to go down to the US anymore. I don't even have to go take out American money. Like, I don't have to get my phone. Like, literally nothing happens for me except I show my passport at the border. That's it. Like it's so much smaller that we've morphed into not Canada and the US, but North America. So I just see everything growing that way. Every evidence that we have says it's going to. And so I think our sports leagues will do the exact same thing in football. So the XFL is going to eventually do it if they survive. And it's just logical that the NFL will too. Nice, uh, not a rant, whatever, nice monologue. By the way, have you ever used a weed whacker? Have you ever used a weed whacker to mow the whole lawn? Because that's what no. this dude just did. Wow. How about that? I <laughs> know. 
Because he, he couldn't get his, uh, what the hell? I mean, I used to be so up on all these terms. I used to run them. Um, he couldn't get it past my vehicle to get in here. So oh, like the riding mower or what? Along. Yeah, but it's not. It's like, it's like a grass. I think they call it a grasshopper. Okay. Can you folks tell me that? And this was this is an, an 80s thing. It was really cool. They get, uh, he ran it like a ride at the fair and it spun around. He's got one of those. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's out on the front lawn right now. Anywho. Jim Wagner writes, and he says, I love me some CFL, but this mess is making the league look like an absolute joke. Thanks again for another great week of shows, RP crew. That from Jim Wagner. From Tim Furry, he writes in, thank you, Rod, all caps, for your rant. You hit the nail on the head again. Fans are getting tired of the games the CFL is playing. Players want to play and management wants to dot, dot, dot. They want to have their cake and eat it, too. And in a lot of leagues, they get it. But I think that's because there's so much money to go around. Everybody's happy. But in the CFL, there's not enough money to go around. So the greed doesn't necessarily work that way. Devin Pukalo, watching in Burns Lake, British Columbia, on Game Plus TV, writes in and he says, Good morning, Rod. Shout out to hometown Dauphin Kings, capturing their crown. Go Kings, go. And figure it out. CFL. Uh, by the way, we mentioned it on Thursday that Dauphin has won the MJHL title. They did it in Game 7 over Steinbeck, and they will be in Esteban for the Centennial Cup. And just one more Metal Shingle Guy writes in. Metal Shingle Guy watching, actually listening, he always does. He says, it's just like my old radio show, but better because I can say it the way it is. Metal Shingle Guy writes in on the 902 line, and he says, it makes me think the big three markets who wanted a merger are now letting Canada know it's their way or the highway. That's very possible. But back to the hockey. Because, again, they're playing. I don't know about you, but my phone is blowing up with a couple things. Primarily the Centennial Cup. Who's coming? Who's not? There's like this huge hockey reunion. Huge hockey reunion with 10 teams. Maybe the biggest tournament ever. And they're like, when are you going to be there? Uh, where are you staying? Right? Are you doing games? Can I come on your show? You know, all that, it gets awesome. I love it. It warms my heart. And it's coming up in, uh, what's today? The 13th? Next week? <laughs> How about that? Coming fast. Um, tonight, Junior Hockey League playoffs. Moose Jaw Warriors at Winnipeg. Ice looking to close it out in Game 5 at the Ice Cave. Vancouver's at Kamloops tonight, Moose. And Portland is at Seattle. And to be honest with you, this is not a diversion. I'm serious about this. The Colorado Mammoth will visit the San Diego Seals tonight in Game 1 of the NLL Western Conference Final. We've been at those games. That's exciting stuff. I wonder how many people are going to show up in San Diego tonight. I think their arena holds, I think, 11,000. It'll be a cool it's, atmosphere tonight, Seals and Mammoth. Well, it should be packed, and those are two of the best teams. It's going to be fun. You know, um, I'm, I'm hoping the game's on my TV. I'm assuming it will be. So I'm looking forward to watching it. I will watch it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love the NLL, and the playoffs are great. Let's go back to the bat phone, if you will. The 902 text line. Ward in Winnipeg writes in, and he says, Hi, Rod, at least you could have offered Lawn Guy a cold drink. He looked hot and sweaty. Ward in the peg. There's a screen here, dude. And I was on the air. 
Checking the conditions right now, it's 29 degrees Celsius and partly cloudy. I've told my American friends I'm never converting to Fahrenheit. Get with it. The rest of the world uses Celsius. They're the only ones that don't. Uh, it's a 56% humidity, so it currently feels like 31 degrees Celsius. This to them is cloudy, Moose, where it's, it's actually sunny, but to them it feels like 31 with a 56% humidity. Yeah. I guess is that hot? That doesn't feel hot to me anymore. But I guess Lucky it is. guy. <laughs> plus four in rain in the uh, Queen City, plus 11 in cloudy in Calgary, which, by the way, I've been offered Stampeders tickets for the balance of the CFL season. So they'd better figure it out. I'll right see you back on. a little later on for a couple, yeah, a couple more segments. But we're going to BC next. Matt Baker, the Lions, going to join us. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday, and you are watching on the Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, folks, got to get a word in for Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Jeff Foxworthy, the largest selling comedy recording artist in history, a multiple Grammy Award nominee and best-selling author of more than 26 books, is bringing his brand new The Good Old Days tour to Calgary next Saturday night. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.ca. If you're a Jeff Foxworthy fan, and I'm one of the biggest, get your tickets now, Ticketmaster.ca. Gray Eagle Event Center is the place to be. It is It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. I'm very excited to go up to Vancouver, and we're not going to just have a CFL discussion. We're going to have a Vancouver sports discussion with Matt Baker, if he's amenable to that. Part of the what I would suggest is the hardest-working marketing team in the Canadian Football League. Bakes, takes, joins us. How you doing, Matt? Roddy, uh, I'm actually in beautiful Kamloops here, uh, day three Alliance rookie camp. But now that I see you and I hear your voice, it feels real. I'm awake. It's CFL season. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Well, actually, I'm actually happy to hear you say that. And Kamloops is very, very beautiful. So we've got a lot to talk about and a lot to look forward to. You tell me, please, what's jumped out through three days of rookie camp there for the Lions. Well, you always have to take it uh, with a grain of salt, right? I mean, you've covered lots of these, and it, first off, it feels great to be back to normal. We didn't have a rookie camp last year with COVID and everything. We kind of just rolled right into it. Um, but, I mean, you don't want to take away too much because it's essentially first years on first years, but it's also a reminder, you know, this is a reason why all teams go out and sign all of these sort of unheralded players. So, you know, it's kind of nice to see, you know, potentially have some good depth at running back. Uh, Bruce Anderson, uh, former Edmonton Elk, has been carrying the load in the backfield here. Uh, you know, you know, I have to toot the horn, obviously, the, the receiving core we already have here with Lucky and Burnham and Katoy, just to name a few. But uh, a couple of these speedsters they brought in uh, are showing really well. Again, rookies on rookies. You can't get too excited. 22 is the number, I believe, of defensive linemen that'll be here as of Sunday. So seeing those trenches battles eat up, 
and there's a little bit of skelly going on in front of me here if the, if, if the noise bleeds through a little ambient sound but for me it's just kind of getting the feet wet i mean from the content side and just sort of getting an early look at some of these newcomers that have been signed by neil and ryan Rigmaiden and rick campbell uh it's nice to see it all come to fruition well, by the way, I love the ambient sound, and I love the fact that you're on with me. And by the way, you just mentioned some really great dudes. Hugh, Hugh, that's his dad. I'm old, Matt. Rick Campbell, Neil McAvoy, Ryan Rigmaiden, all really good guys. Those guys would make it fun to go to work every day, I would think. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure he gets called Hugh all the time. But um, and it's funny, the resemblance is there, right? Like when you hear him talking to the team, when you hear him interviewed, it's it's very, very, it's very neat that way. But yeah, I mean, um, this this regime has had a year, uh, albeit a shortened year, and and they took that year to sort of evaluate everything and, and see what worked and address some of those issues in free agency, defensive line, uh, defensive backfield some re reinforcements there. I even see uh, your, your pal, Luchez Purifoy, out in front of me watching the rookies, scouting the rookies. But yeah, I think um, stability is key in this league, Rod, as you know. I mean, Wally Buono did it well here for a long time. Obviously, his record spoke for itself. Um, the replacement, Devon Claybrooks, you know, unfortunately, that's what happens. Uh, you know, 2019 did not go the way we wanted for a variety of reasons, not singling any person out. Um, but it just kind of worked out great that, um, great for us that coach Rick's tenure in Ottawa ending coincided with what went down here in 2019. And, um, this is a regime that I think, uh, Lions fans will come to be very satisfied with in the coming years. Hey, say, hey, to say, hey, to my guy Luch for me when you get a chance, please. I love that guy. Um, but here's oh, yeah. one you mentioned about Wally doing great things for a long time. This is the first training camp. In a long time, Mike Riley hasn't been a part of it. Michael Riley, whether it be Edmonton or BC, will his, how not will his presence be missed? How much will his presence be missed? Yeah, it's not a, it's not a will. I mean, um, yeah. definitely that's that's going to be the storyline here early on. But I, I will say this: I mean, Nathan Rourke's abilities um, on the field are excitable, right? I mean, you just look what he did at Ohio. Small sample size last season. Um, yeah, maybe that last win was it was against a team that was playing out the string, playing three and seven, whatever it was. But uh, you can't ignore that stuff. But the thing that impresses me most about this kid is he gets it. I mean, up here, he's mentally sharp. Uh, he's out in the community regularly all throughout the lower mainland and BC. He was up here in Kelowna a few weeks ago. And we had our big event last week, season kickoff announcement with One Republic playing. Get your tickets, bclions.com, by the way, shameless plug. And, and he got up for the first time in front of a bunch of VIP sponsors and season ticket holders. And public speaking maybe not necessarily was one of his traits, right? He wasn't a starting quarterback in the pros, but he, he handled that well. He's represented himself well. So as excited as the potential for greatness on the field is, the other big part of it is he has it. Uh, he just has that it factor. I mean, he's, he's approachable. He's very personable. Um, so that's going to be good news for the franchise. But you're right. I mean, that's going to be a storyline here, first, first couple of weeks. How is it going to go without the old veteran back there? And um, that's, that's a legit question, but I think we're all excited to see how it turns out. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? We've had Nathan on this show. And the other high pick, the number one pick, Jordan Williams, you have some real 
characters and some yeah. colorful personalities there on that roster, and it's just for the people that need to see them. You've mentioned bclions.com. Let's go there, Matt, because you're all over it. You guys work so hard in promoting this team, and I love it. I watch all your stuff. Talk about the uh, the videos that you've done and why people should go there when they got some spare time to watch it, because it's so good. Well, I have to give credit to our video guy, uh, Nick Kowalski. Just unbelievable. Uh, young kid, talented with the camera, loves CFL football. That's a combination that's rare, Rod, you know, with, with kids of that demographic. But, yeah, kind of an idea, actually. We Him and I talked about it at Grey Cup, actually. He was, he was at Grey Cup covering uh, the week with Darren Balming for the Blue Bombers. And we at, at that point, we had an idea that he was going to come over and work for us. And we sort of hatched this out. Arrow Up is the title of the docu documentary. We just post posted episode three. We've chronicled free agency. We've chronicled the draft coming up next week just to kind of go behind the scenes and talk to these guys like Neil and Rick and Ryan Rigmaiden that we're discussing here. Um, it, I like to take fans sort of behind the curtain, right? I mean, NFL hard knocks is the template everyone tries to go off. And now that we're in training camp here, we look forward to telling more of those stories. But yeah, uh, Arrow Up, uh, bclions.com, first and now. We've relaunched our podcasts uh, in partnership with uh, the fine folks at Go Goat Sports, Matt Sakaris, Blake Price, and, and the family over there. So, yeah, it's it's all about uh, reaching new demographics, reaching new fans, and, and we're really excited, uh, and we have some talented people working here that love executing this content. And uh, I appreciate you giving yeah. me the opportunity to talk about it even more because I know you love the stuff too. Oh, I love watching it, and I just think more people just need to know about it because they'll love it. Every team, it seems, now is doing it, and people can't get mm -hmm. enough of it, and I think it's tremendous. Anything else before I ask you a completely off-the-board question about the Grizzlies? Is there anything about the Grizzlies? You heard me right. Uh, is there anything okay. else you'd like to mention before we move on? Uh, I just say, I mean, uh, we're preparing here uh, as if we're all systems going. From a marketing standpoint, again, we're planning the season opener. We're excited, Rod. Uh, it's all like, I know it's easy to be excited on the eve of main training camp, but um, there's a there's a special feeling around this place that we haven't had in quite some time, and and we're just excited to see all the veterans fall into place here this weekend. Well, and that because it's not a new staff anymore it's a veteran staff and i think that will go a long ways for the bc lines this year but i need to, you're a born and bred vancouver kid are you not matt north delta yep to be precise yeah yep. okay grew up in north delta i was i was gonna be now yeah i was listening to the raptors 76ers on the radio and they talked about mm -hmm. the grizzlies and they said where would that franchise be now if they had had the chance to stay and it was especially with, with what Memphis is doing right now. Why did the Vancouver Grizzlies fail in your estimation? Well, I, I can't, I can't put one reason. I can't put my finger on one reason. Um, local ownership was a big reason for that, right? Um, if you recall the history, uh, the Griffith family, Arthur and company, you know, they had the vision. They built the arena downtown, and he got an NBA team. And for whatever reason. Um, he couldn't quite hang on to it uh, as far as being able to keep it. He brought John McCaw in, remember, as a partner with the Canucks. But I just think, um, and I don't want to rip on the NBA, but it was kind of doomed from the beginning. And I know the Raptors had the same rules, but um, the Grizzlies, of course, were not given the opportunity to pick first overall. 
And that kind of, if they had an opportunity maybe to, to win a lottery and maybe get a Tim Duncan or an Allen Iverson, um, I think it was just a, from what I recall, I, w- I was a young kid Local ownership, we always talk about it all the time. I mean, Michael Heisley came in and, and sang the national anthem and made it look like he was going to keep the team here, but he wasn't willing to eat the losses. And, and you know, I know you've talked to Tom Manek before, Roddy. Um, he calls Vancouver for Memphis the worst trade in NBA history. And I agree. I'm, I think, I, I don't see it coming. I don't see it coming back, though, just because, you know, my, my my experience growing up and living in this market is the fans are fickle. I'm not quite sure if they would support another a losing team. But those games were fun. I mean, my dad shared a season ticket package the first couple of years, and we got to go see uh, Orlando Magic with Shaq and Penny, uh, the Lakers with Kobe Bryant. I mean, the Grizzlies are so bad, but it was fun to go see the other teams that had all the superstars. But... Um, yeah, the Raptors did it right. I mean, they, you know, they, they've taken advantage of the demographics of that market, right? Um, not all of them can afford leaf tickets and a lot of those other ethnicities love basketball. Vancouver's the same, very multicultural. And that's why I'd never say never, but, um, you know, supporting another losing team, I'm not so sure for some, I mean, it's still a sour taste in the mouth, but yeah, it's, that's a long winded answer. I know, but I don't think it was one specific (laughs) reason. Uh, other than, you know, there was no local ownership willing to step up and keep the team once the Griffiths were forced to sell their share. Well, it was not too long of an answer. I was enjoying every single uh, part of it. And as yeah. you know, I always enjoy our talks, Matt. And I'm sorry to throw you a curveball always. with that question, but it just came up recently. And I'm like, you know, not at all. Would yeah. ha- Matt would have a better. Yeah, Matt would have a better take than me. Listen, brother, uh, Darren Workman in Salt Lake City, Utah is watching. He says, are all of the other franchises listening to Matt and what the Lions are doing? This is exactly what the CFL teams need. So uh, some some support there from Salt Lake City. Matt, we'll let you go. Say hey to my Lions boys and uh, hope to run into you on the trail here this summer. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure, Roddy. Thanks, buddy. Matt Baker. You can follow him on Twitter. Bakes Takes. Uh, from the BC Lions. And thanks, Lions, for uh, putting him on. Um, just checking the comments here. People are, have devolved into a CFL West Division standings prediction, and and I get it. Um, I will say this. Wally Buono came on this show ahead of last season, and he didn't want to make a prediction, but he did say, and for our American viewers, he is the Don Shula of... CFL football, and he said the teams with newer coaching stabs will be behind. And last year's uh, Hugh Campbell's, Rick Campbell staff was their first year together, and they finished fourth out of five teams. So I get it. And then look at Edmonton, first-year staff under Jamie Elizondo. They finished 3-13 and and last. Wally nailed it. How, why would we be surprised? But they're not rookie stabs anymore. Uh, JT in the chat says, thank you, Rod, Darren DuPont, for the show. It's much appreciated. Must listen up-to-date sports news. And that also includes Jordan Clark, Ryan, Paul, Bryce. Have I met Bryce? Rolf, absolutely. His name is Rolf. Not joking. Approved. Moose joins us next. We got a lot to get to. You're watching the uh, RP Show's Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. 
Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Flame Tech Football Friday continues. Plenty of time left here in Hour 2, and then it's the weekend. What's up for yours? And we have a Taco Time viewer takeover on the way as well. Actually, we'll probably start it now. Taco Time. What do we need to know about Taco Time? It's not burrito-full. It is Friday. Burrito-full Thursday. Can we bring the moose in? Thanks, guys. Canadians love local. Go loco. Eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries are all made in Canada. Just to bring up a comment, Moose, from a viewer earlier, with your very reasoned comment on why you think the NFL will come to Canada into three cities, Sean in Vancouver was watching and replied and said, Well said, Moose. Thanks for the reply. I was a bit small-minded there. Never say never, indeed. So I just wanted to pass that along because it was very nice of him to say. And you've got, Thank folks, you. 20 minutes to write us, 902-518-3033. And I wanted to get Matt Baker on. I appreciate Clark lining it up and Bakes takes coming on because he's one of those guys. And near the end of my time with the Riders Moose, you and I met in 2015. So that was four seasons that we crossed paths there. Matt's a guy that would always come into my booth and we would sit or I would go into his because I think he did some PA announcing in, at BC Place for the Lions, too. And we would just sit and shoot the brief, you know, and just talk about sports things and CFL things and life things. And when I think of CFL staff, I think of Matt Baker. It's his face that I see. Because that guy packs a lunch and goes to the stadium every day and works his bag off in honor of the CFL because he loves the job and he loves the team and he loves the league and he loves his city. That's the guy. So when I look and see it, the injustices, happening to CFL people by the people above, I get upset. Do I get too upset? I mean, it's, it's all for the right reason, right? So I don't think when you're doing things for the right reason and you know, you're passionate about something, you can. I don't think it's possible to get too upset or too passionate about something. So no, I mean, you've seen it from the inside and all the great people that work for the league and work, like, work inside the league for the teams and the players and the coaches. And, you name it. That's why I think the teams do put the people on the show because they know that I care. But I also know <laughs> when we did those personality type things, we did one for you and one for me. Do you kind of wish that we didn't do that? Remember? Some days. We were driving yeah. and I'm like, Darren, you're this, this, and this based on your answers. And one thing with mine was like, Rod, you get very upset at injustices in the world. And I'm like, I don't think I can ever get over that. I don't know if I'll ever get over that. You know, yes. just the way that I am. Um, T. Will watching on YouTube says, I told Ted Lasso it was going to game seven. You're going to be in a glass case of emotion for the next two days, Moose, in advance of game seven. What's your game seven plans? I'd love to know for the Leafs in Tampa. I know. And to be honest, it's probably going to be sitting like right here. You know, I'll recline the couch. I'll, you know, Should shut be. everything off. Should close be. the world out. Right? I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to really be around too many people. Uh, you know, get a nice dinner in and, uh, and, and sit back and watch the game and just 
just nervously probably shake the whole game. That's the way it should be. You know, it's funny with Dunk saying earlier, well, I'm a Bills fan, but I'm not allowed to cheer. Well, just cheer. Who cares? Be you. Um, yeah. John Ohm watching in Winnipeg. Ohm. He says, can I just say this show is blanking awesome? Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> can say that. Uh, Wayne in Victoria says, hey, Rod, we're having our own show in the comments. Good. Just keep it over there. And uh, this other viewer, JT was his name. He thanked me and you for this show, Darren, and the Canadian content. Because I threw in the uh, Canadian Premier League uh, games this weekend. There are four yep. doubleheaders Saturday and Sunday, and then uh, obviously the junior hockey thing. But it's not fake. I love, I love these leagues. And I got to get you out to a Canadian Premier League game. Look at me, the old soccer vet. It's just so darn much fun. Um, Jason in Red Deer says, you should watch the game somewhere else, dupes. That way, when they lose, you won't wreck your own stuff in the riot. Jennifer from, <laughs> Jennifer from the Four Seasons. See, everybody's goofy here on a Friday afternoon. Jennifer yes. says, go Oilers, go Leafs. May have to take in a meditation session before the game, dupes. Lower the blood pressure. Mm. Am I helping you a yeah. little bit in the mental side of the game? Moves? Yes. A little bit. Oh, all the time. All the time. And here's... Here's how I've grown too. So I'll just take you through last night. Like I'm sitting here. Please tell me. You know, shaking, I'm rocking, I'm nervous. I'm kind of yelling because I hate now the players have gotten too cute, right? You know, little drop passes, blind passes, you know, in their own zone, you'll notice this. Every team's doing it. The little pass from the corner in front of your own net, you know, to try and get out of the zone. I'm like, just put it off the glass and out, please. Right. And then, of course, Kerfoot, that little drop pass to nobody leads to Palat's goal. So I'm nervous, right? And I'm checking my heart rate. It's like 114 beats a minute as I'm resting during this game. But here's where I've grown. Game's over. I'm upset. I kind of sit here. I'm whatever. And within five minutes, I just I let myself be upset for five minutes. And then I flushed it and enjoyed the rest of the evening, put on some The Euler Game and a little Netflix. And good, right? So I got really yeah. into it. And oh, then I left it at the game. Yeah. Very, very important to do all those things. T. Will, I'll read one more comment and then we got to move on. But T. Will says, What's the over under on the number of delay of game penalties Marner takes in game seven? 1.5, 2.5. BW says, This is the only place to get the real Canadian sports information. Hashtag RP squad, hashtag CFL. That's the thing. I know a lot of people wish that we would do more CFL talk, but we're still doing more than anybody else. So we still win. Um, I want to say this. Our plan for Game 7, Leafs and Lightning, is going to Dodge City. And as I said, the mayor of Dodge City is not going to be there. So we're taking his kids to Hooters for supper and then coming home to watch the game at his house. And he's not going to be there. That's awesome. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know. Everybody's excited about that. I'm not sure the kids know yet. Uh, Except for Brian. Where is he going to be? His wife told me this morning he's at the Pentagon. Oh, okay. Not joking. <laughs> That's a story for another time. 
I said, hey, I worked out with her this morning. And I said, where's your husband? She's like, he's at the Pentagon. Oh, it's an American thing. Uh, we'll be back, Moose, with Taco Time viewer takeover and overtime. And uh, we'll put a wrap on what's been a very fun show. And we will talk about the potential for a CFL strike if, uh, if we need to. I'm going to tell you how Ray Bork changed my life. And a lot more. We'll be right back. You're watching a Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, a quick sports update here into overtime. The Calgary Flames can be the first Canadian team to reach the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs with a Game 6 win at Dallas tonight. Elsewhere, the Capitals face elimination at home to the Florida Panthers. And the Pittsburgh Penguins can close out their series with the Rangers with a win at home, but they'll have to do it without Sidney Crosby, who was ruled out this morning. Kevin Gosman takes the mound in Tampa today with the Blue Jays looking to snap a four-game slide. Jays, who sit third now in the AL East. Behind the Rays and first place Yankees have lost seven of their last nine. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, order yours today and get 20% off with the promo code RPSHOW at g2gbars.ca. If we can bring the moose back in, major squirrel thing happening here, and it's my bad. I'm not sure it's totally my fault. I've got messages coming in on the text line, Twitter, the chat. You get it, Moose. You understand. Oh, yeah. Right? But just when of I course. said um, that Ray, well, Ray Bork changed my life, you know the story, but I will tell those that don't know, and everybody, watch your toes, because I'm going to drop some names here. But I was with Ray Bork one time, and I said, Ray, what was the secret to your success? What's the one thing you could boil it down to? And he said, off the glass and out, off the glass and out, off the glass and out. I'm like, what? What? So you played over 1,000 games. You had over 1,000 points. What do you mean off the glass and out? And he goes, off the glass and out. Anytime I was in trouble, off the glass and out. Because I did it 20 to 25 times a game. Never got in trouble. You were just saying if the Leafs had done off the glass and out last night, they wouldn't have been in trouble in overtime if I heard you right. Yeah. I mean, too many times now, they, they, the off the glass and out, I mean, it's so simple and it was so drilled into our heads, you know, growing up playing hockey. Now you want to, all these little cute little passes. It just gives me so much stress. They pull it off most of the time. But, I mean, I just wish they would put it off the glass and out sure. sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but the one time they don't pull it off, you lose a game. <laughs> you know? That's right. And the thing is, I always take what I've learned in sports and I translate it to my life and to my job and to relationships. And for me, off the glass and out, off the glass and I get up every morning, write my commentary, post the commentary, do the show updates, uh, you know, the weekend 10 things column, uh, post to my social media, off the glass and out, off the glass and out. It just saved me. And, you know, I just think people yeah. don't really understand the importance of that. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And maybe you'll end up like Ray Bork one day. Uh, by the way, some great comments from our viewers here in overtime brought to you by 
the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the Stanley Cup playoff. You think you're going to be nervous. What about the Greek freak, Georgianitsos, the owner and proprietor of the Four Seasons? I wonder if he'll be there in his own facility. Probably. Regarding, to, uh, regarding flushing it, Don, our Navy friend, says, Dupes, that's what I do. Leave it at the end of the game. It's not worth the pain to dwell on wins and losses. Well, he's got a lot more white hair than you do, Moose. If you've learned to do it in your 30s, then you're ahead of the game. Um, but it is true. Kelly McDonald is watching in the Queen City, and Kelly writes in, and he says, Hey, guys, this is on the 902 text line. Pick up the phone and text RP, 902-518-3033. Hey, guys, great talks always about your passion. As the riders go, how can they not put Dr. Alexander in the Plaza of Honor, 40-plus years of service? His two trainers got in, the equipment manager, etc., etc. It's unfortunate this has not happened or ever will. That from Kelly McDonald in the Queen City. And um, I will do it because, as you say, the people, even though they're not Ryder fans watching across Canada and the United States, think it's cool that I was with the team for 20 years. So I will talk about that. I don't care about the drafts, any of them. CFL, NHL, none of them. I don't care. Hall of Fames, pack a lunch. I'll sit and talk about it for days. Canton, Cooperstown, Toronto, right? I love the debate. And the thing with what I've, what's happened with the Rough Riders Hall of Fame is that the way that it used to be run isn't the way it's being run now, right? And, and it's not just the Rider Hall of Fame. They say Theo Fleury's not getting in the Hockey Hall of Fame because of stigma or this and that. Um, a lot of Hall of Fames, guys aren't, and gals, aren't getting in because of grudges and petty little relationship things. And I can't imagine why Dr. Jack Alexander, anybody would have a grudge against him, but he's not in, so you tell me. And I was going to say that Hall of Fame is primarily for players, coaches, and board members, like anybody even cares about them. But anyways, but he makes a good point. The equipment manager's in, the... uh, Head therapist, Norm Fong, and Ivan Goodfriend. How do you not put the team doctor in? You know, how do you not put in Jill McDougal? It's all men, by the way. How about that? How about a little inclusion here? The Rough Riders want to be inclusive. Doesn't everybody these days? Why aren't you you putting in Jill McDougal, who was the executive assistant for decades for the general manager of the football team? So it's the debate you saw this week, Weston Dressler, Mike McCullough, and Ken Miller, all dear friends of mine going in. But where's Roy Shivers? Where's Richie Hall? As a matter of fact, Richie wonders, where's Richie Hall? <laughs> Speaking of close personal friends, you know, so it's a debate, yeah. Darren. After all that preamble, how do you feel about the fact that the team doctor 40-plus years doesn't get into the team's Hall of Fame? It would be a nice recognition for sure, especially if you're there that long. I know it's not sexy to talk about the team doctor, and the fans probably don't know that name, right? It's probably the first time that most of the fans have heard that name. But you know what? If the trainers are getting in, there's other builders that are part of the group that uh, are so successful that don't get the recognition. You've had 40 years. Yeah, I think he could be deserving for sure. 
What a way to end the week, by the way, as I can settle in on some sage advice here. And I am out, a bunch of stories just came into my head. You know, I've said it on the air before, it's not a secret. Theo is bothered by the fact that he's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame because he deserves to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> Stanley Cup, uh, Olympic gold, world juniors competed, world championships, gold. Like, he's done it all. Like, come on. Yeah. You're just making yourself look bad, the Hockey Hall of Fame. But the one thing, last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute of play. When you reach a level of happiness in life, these things don't bother you. Because I know for a fact there's halls of fame that I belong in that I'll probably never go in. It doesn't bother me. I don't think about it ever. And, yeah. But that's, you should be striving for happiness instead of striving to get into hall of fames. And, you know, your world might look a little more different. Um, so, again, it's, it's a level of happiness that I feel like I've hit. And these little things are what people say, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. What do you got, Moose? Take us into the weekend. The, the last word is yours. Have a happy weekend. Enjoy all those Game 7s on Saturday. It's going to be a hell of a hockey day. For the rest of you people, we'll see you Monday, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus. I never told you to shut up. Well, a couple times. Yeah. LFG. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.